0: Back to Knocked Up, the podcast from Women's Health Melbourne, with Dr. Ralia Lou. Hello, Ralia. Hi. The age of the male partner. So we talk a lot about advanced age for women, but does the age of the man affect fertility?
1: More yeah, conceiving. It does actually. It really does. Um, it's a bit of a, a myth out there that men can have babies, you know, kind of until they die. Um, to some degree, it's true with the help of technology. I have to say, um, but. Certainly, as a man gets older, there's lots of ways in which his fertility also declines.
0: And probably the quality of his sperm.
1: Absolutely, quality of his sperm. Mm-hmm. Um, also, the DNA integrity of his sperm, which we can talk about. Oh, okay. um, and um, that can impact on babies' genetics. Yeah.
0: So, 35 is advanced age for women. What age do we need to think of for men?
1: Well, to have an evidence based approach for that yes there have been studies that show that a male age greater than 39 years is a predictive uh, factor of poorer outcomes in ivf so
0: very similar age to women actually yeah well it's a
1: little bit older but not much no yeah and that's been shown in couples with blocked fallopian tubes okay so there have been studies looking at couples where a woman has blocked fallopian tubes and the fallopian tubes for for those who who aren't familiar with the term are the, the tubes that kind of connect um the uterus to the kind of pelvic environment Mm -hmm. and they've got these beautiful kind of ends that look kind of like sea creatures called fimbri and their their job is to pick up the egg once it's ovulated so how ovulation works is that the egg is actually released from the ovary into the fluid of the pelvis Mm -hmm. and then it's picked up by the fallopian tube um, through both physical and what we call chemotactic or chemical messaging And then the egg is transported down the fallopian tube and it's in the fallopian tube itself that after intercourse the sperm makes its way and that's where fertilisation occurs. Mm -hmm. And when I say fertilisation, it's where sperm and egg get together. Mm -hmm. And then subsequently to that, for normal kind of baby making, the embryo has to travel down the fallopian tube to the uterine cavity to the inside of the uterus um, where we make this lush kind of carpet of the endometrium for the embryo to implant into so reasons that the fallopian tubes might be blocked are varied but it's what we call a physical barrier to pregnancy so if the egg and sperm can't meet because there's a blockage in the road um so they can't get together and embryo can't go down the tube then that is a reason that ivf might help a couple conceive by kind of a get around Mm -hmm. And um, reasons that fallopian tubes might be blocked are things like having had an infection that's caused adhesion, so things like chlamydia or gonorrhea can cause that. Um, having had endometriosis, which might be because um, of inflammation over the years, or something called endosalpingitis, which is a kind of inflammation of the fallopian tubes because of endometriosis that happens inside the fallopian tube. Um, or because of surgical blockage. So sometimes women have a tubal ligation as a form of sterilisation and then change their mind. So that can be a physical reason for for tubal blockage. Or they might have been unlucky and had ectopic pregnancies and had tubes removed for that reason. So there's lots of... Um, and, of course, some people congenitally, so from birth, have malformed tubes. Yeah. So those are all reasons for blockage of, of fallopian tubes. But one thing... Couples have in common where blocked fallopian tubes is the reason they can't get pregnant or absent fallopian tubes is that technically there's not necessarily anything else wrong with the egg and the sperm. Okay. So they're a nice control group for studying yes. for male age because, you know, if, if they're otherwise not affected by other infertility factors, you can really say, well, it is the age of the male that's the issue. Yep. So that's where that study's come from and it showed that there was a significant... Reduced pregnancy rate and a significantly reduced live birth rate Mm -hmm. um, with um, male ageing. And interestingly, one of the things that happens with advanced female age is unfortunately at a certain point for all of us our eggs become non-viable. So we can't have babies anymore with our own eggs after a certain point for every woman. And so what we can do is look at donor egg studies where eggs are actually donated by a young fertile woman to a woman trying to get pregnant. And where their partners are older, over 39, there was also a significantly reduced live birth rate for healthy babies being born demonstrated mm-hmm. with advancing male age.
0: And what are some of the... When the sperm is from an older male, what, what are some of the symptoms we might see in, in the child?
1: So... I don't
0: know if that's the right way to phrase
1: it. Yeah, no, I understand what you're saying. So you're basically, are you saying that... What are some of the things that can go wrong? As well as infertility, what, what are things that yeah, can go wrong? like
0: if you think, so we know that, um, say, Down syndrome, there's a higher chance of a child having Down syndrome when the mother's older. Is there anything that can be attributed to the age of the male?
1: Yeah, there so? is actually. So there are, you know, as a caveat, these things are rare. Yeah. So most children born to older men don't necessarily have these problems. Mm-hmm but we have noticed looking at population studies that there are certain things that are more common where the male is older. So certainly there's increased um, prevalence of things like autism. Yep. So
0: that's Uh, from the man. Yep.
1: In, In children of older fathers. Yeah. And there's increased risk of other mental health conditions like schizophrenia which is interesting because that's really what we think is it's probably what we call epigenetic, which means it's genetic, so it's inherited through DNA, but it's not through the chromosomal DNA. It's through changes in DNA packaging that happen in older men. Okay. Um, we also have noticed that there's an increased risk of having what we call de novo or from new. De novo just means from new, yeah. um, so not inherited from a man's parents but a DNA change that goes wrong in his own sperm... Mm-hmm. Um, de novo mutations Um, and that can cause things like an example that's been noted is is achondroplasia which which is becoming a a dwarf yes but other de novo mutations in general so new new genetic issues are more likely in older men remember men are still making sperm so when they're older they just have more (laughs) likelihood to make a mistake when they make a sperm just like Um, you know, kind of other cellular processes. Things like cancers are more common as you you age because cells just when they do divisions are more likely to make a mistake. Yeah. Yeah. We also know that um, one of the reasons that women who are older, um, one of the reasons that embryos make mistakes is not just the egg processes but that the egg is fully responsible for DNA error correction in the sperm and um, things don't have to be perfect. The egg can actually correct some mistakes in male DNA um, and in female DNA. But the sperm, basically, when it delivers the DNA to the baby, that's its main job done. Whereas the egg, which is, you know, hundreds of times, if not thousands of times bigger than the sperm physically, not only supplies the female DNA, but it also supplies all of the cellular machinery to make the baby and all of the energy-making equipment to make the baby. And one of the things that the egg, one of the roles of the egg is DNA damage correction, Mm -hmm. kind of damage control. And we know that, you know, if you give the egg an undamaged sperm, it's much less likely to make a mistake intrinsically because it's got less hard work to do. So we always say, you know, I say, when my patients say to me, they're kind of in their early forties and they want to choose a sperm donor. It's not an uncommon question that I get asked, okay, so what should I think about when choosing a donor? Mm -hmm. And one of the things that I talk about is age because as a woman who has an age-related burden of infertility herself, choosing a younger donor helps. Balance that out. Yeah, it can improve her chances. Okay. What What can be done? To change outcomes. Mm. Well, we can't turn back time, unfortunately. Oh so, you know, kind of if you have a partner and he is older, I mean, apart from changing partners, you can't really, can't really change that about him. His age is, is what it is. But um, I guess prospectively, looking forward, you know, there's l- lots of people I see who've been together for quite some time before they get around to having babies. And um, I guess, you know, without being preachy, um, if you are in your forever relationship or you think is forever relationship and you want to have babies with the person you're with, um, it's worth thinking about when you're going to do that and maybe not waiting too long because things do build up in terms of factors that are stacked against you. Yes. And, you know, men who are in their, you know, 20s and early 30s should maybe think about having, you know, relationship commitment and, and, um, and having having families, having babies. I mean, when you think about it, there's been a lot of change in the last couple of generations. Like our grandparents would have been married by the time they're in their early 20s mm. and having babies. Mm. Whereas right now it's not uncommon for people to be coming for help in their 40s. Yes. And that's like 20 years difference in two yeah. generations.
0: And in terms of fertility, it's huge.
1: It's, it's a major, major thing. And people don't think about it because it's kind of normalised.
0: Yeah, because we all go to uni, we all get careers, we meet someone, we think we should save, get set up a bit before.
1: Yeah, so there's all of these requisite. I think I think our society is kind of like it's it's in some ways giving us mixed messages because you know kind of people now, and I'm not quite sure why, but people think they need to do X Y Z before they have a child. Whereas in previous generations, maybe they didn't achieve as much, maybe maybe they didn't have the ambition to achieve as much as we do. Um, in our early lives but there was no putting off having families you know and 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 other things can happen later in a timeline so i guess some advice also it was harder
0: to put off having families because contraception wasn't
1: yeah there wasn't contraception there were other you know kind of issues about sex outside of marriage and so and and a lot of the changes have been for the good yes but um you know certainly you know kind of like thinking a little bit like stepping a bit outside of our norms and looking a little bit objectively at situations and you know, thinking about you know what can we do to yes. improve age-related infertility concerns yes, I mean do, I yeah. mean apart from having babies at a biologically ideal age sure. um, I, I can guess <laughs> well you can't <laughs> change your age but you know I guess it's looking at lifestyle and I think we did an episode on yeah on lifestyle we can talk about um, more in depth and, and reference that if I if, mean, if more information. Nice Absolutely. But things like optimizing weight, having a healthy lifestyle, yeah. you know, getting the timing right, maximizing your chance of conception, seeking help at a um, at, at the right stage, you know, not waiting too long, not waiting till kind of the, the ship has sailed to yeah. to call for help.
0: And it is much less invasive for men to get their bit done and saved than it is for women.
1: Yeah, well, not always. <laughs> so there are a lot, and look, I guess, and just engaging men in the conversation that, yes. um, and sometimes you know, men are shocked as they age and they seek fertility, especially if they've had children in a previous relationship, which can often be the case so i it's not uncommon um in especially in men in their 50s and 60s who i see as patients which isn't isn't the overwhelming majority i have to say it's probably the minority of my patients but um still still a sizable number who come and they've had a family and their relationship has broken up and you know they've repartnered and their partner is a little bit younger and hasn't had children and they want to have another baby Um, that's It's often shocking to men in that situation when they find out they have a sperm problem because they know that they've conceived naturally before, but it was 20 years ago. Yes, and they've assumed that nothing's changed. Yeah, exactly. And and it's not true. Just like, you know, just like your cardiac fitness may not be what it was when you were 20, and just like your, um, you know, kind of other physical issues may not be, um, as as they they were. Years ago, yeah. Yeah. Same for sperm. And, and just because you were fertile when you were younger doesn't mean you are now. And there are certain things that can affect fertility, not just age, that are more likely to occur as we age. So an example is what's called varicocele, which is varicose veins of the scrotum. And just like men get um, varicose veins in other places, as women do, you can get varicose veins of the scrotum. How does that impact sperm? Well, what, what it does is it negatively impacts how the testis cools itself. Ah, uh, which is why you should wear boxer shorts. <laughs> yeah, but, <laughs> but men with varicose, seal maybe wearing boxer shorts <laughs> won't cut it. So sometimes those varicose veins need to be treated yes. and then sperm production may improve. So things like that, you know, you've got you to kind of... First, before you can solve the problem, you have to think that the problem might be a possibility. Yeah. And engaging men in the, in the fertility process... Because often, and this is not uncommon, often when a man has had children before, Mm -hmm. they just assume everything is okay and so what can happen is their partner, who may or may not have anything wrong with them whatsoever, can go like jump through all these hoops and have all these investigations before the man comes to the table. Yes. Yeah, so... That's... Um, Bring him to the
0: table at the
1: start. I think so. Look... It,
0: you gonna have a child together and you can come to the table
1: together. Yeah, well, look, I, I always say that. And with fertility, it's it, it does take two to tango without being cliché and um, it's important from the beginning that a couple is involved in a consultation together uh, because they're both important. Another subject to touch on that is a little bit more important as males age it can affect men of any age but just is more common in older dads, is erectile dysfunction or ED. Um, There can be problems with achieving intercourse or achieving or sustaining an erection. Um, That is more common. And it can be influenced by some other medications that men are on, like things like blood pressure medications can affect uh, erectile function. Things like libido can be reduced as men get older and um, that can affect how they perceive fertility treatments.
0: Especially when you're on call at a time of
1: month. Yeah. And look, there's a lot that can be done about that, um, both through getting around the situation through things like IVF, but also uh, therapies to adjust current medications and address those specific issues. So, um, and, you know, kind of in my practice, I'm fully trained as an andrologist as well as a um As part of a reproductive... I'm a reproductive endocrinologist as well as a fertility specialist, so that means that I comprehensively cover male and female aspects of fertility. So in terms of managing those issues, um, from a medical perspective, I manage them myself. Mm -hmm. From a surgical perspective, if there are surgical issues, uh, I would refer to a a fertility-focused urologist to deal with things like varicocele and deal with things like erectile dysfunction later
0: thank you for joining us for this week's episode of knocked up the podcast about getting pregnant for more information about Railia women's health melbourne and how to get pregnant please visit womenshealthmelbourne.com.au or find us on the socials under women's health melbourne or you can send an email with any future episode requests to podcasts at womenshealthmelbourne.com.au see you next week